This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, Let us leave a splendid legacy for our children. Let us turn to them and say, This you inherit. Guard it well, for it is far more precious than money. And once destroyed, nature's beauty cannot be repurchased at any price. End quote. And that is the noted historian Ansel Adams. Ansel Adams was born February 20th, 1902 in San Francisco, California. He died April 22nd, 1984 in Monterey, California, at the age of 82. And he was an accomplished photographer and environmentalist. And if you've never heard of him, you've almost certainly seen his work. His black and white photographs are the stuff of many a computer background, screensaver, and poster around the world. You'll see his prints in frames in hotels and businesses with grandiose vision statements, and invariably on every nature website and blog of any substance anywhere. Oh, and don't forget the U.S. Forest Service and the Department of the Interior webpages and offices as well. He sits alongside many of the early 20th century great environmentalists, some of whom I've quoted and referenced on this podcast. Names like Henry David Thoreau, H. Jackson Brown, Wallace Stegner, Teddy Roosevelt, Josiah Whitney, and John Muir. Adams began his photography career in his teenage years with a visit to Yosemite National Park, first protected in 1864, and finally named a national park third behind Yellowstone and Sequoia. He continued to build his photographic acumen and portfolio for the next 70 years. Alongside his photography and deeply intertwined with it was his advocacy for conservation. To understand why is intuitive. Here was a man who, as all photographers are in some deep way, keenly aware of his surroundings. Steeped, deliberately in their beauty, ever in search of the next iconic moment to capture. Not to wax too poetic here, but a man torn between the world of now and the world of a timeless photograph. And if you yourself are a photographer, you understand this challenge. You want to be present, you want to be here, you want to be now, but when you're looking to take a photograph, something to remember the world by, it changes your perspective on things. I've talked about this when it comes to quotes before. It does. It changes the way you approach the world. And this drove Adams to not only capture photographs, but to do so with the express purpose of compelling those who hadn't seen, who didn't appreciate as deeply, and who, without his work, might otherwise have been led to, as many wanted to do at the time, industrialize and profit off of these one-of-a-kind unique spaces. And ironically, Adams' family had a prosperous lumber business that he actually ended up condemning later on in life in very harsh language for robbing the world of redwoods for profit. Adams actually contracted and nearly died from the Spanish flu in 1918. And it's terrifying to imagine that we may have lost this accomplished individual and his conservation efforts to that disease. These efforts, by the way, ultimately led directly to the expansion of the national park system. Now, Adams, of course, was naturally part of the Sierra Club, for which he eventually became a member of the board of directors. The organization was and is devoted to protecting wild places on Earth. And Adams had a unique ability to convey not just what he saw through his viewfinder, but also what he felt. And I personally believe that this is part of what makes his images so compelling, long-lived and memorable. They speak to something inside of all of us. 
and I've spoken at length about the calling of nature, the benefits of it, and my personal love of the outdoors. You likely have a similar feeling about it, and it's wholly understandable and almost surreal. I've recently taken up photography myself, and while I am a rank amateur at best, photography is for me very similar to quotations, like I mentioned earlier. They are snapshots in time of visual and verbal excellence. Most importantly, both the search for and the appreciation of quotes and photographs changes the way you view the world. And I can't overstate this enough. I do not watch TV and movies or read books or articles the same way as I once did. And everything, and I do mean everything, is different when viewed this way. So too with photography. As you walk through the world around you with an eye of a photographer, even a new photographer, constantly seeking an angle or lighting or seeing a beautiful landscape or piece of architecture in front of you, from a photographer's eye, it changes the way you interact with the world. And I could be way off in my approach to life. Perhaps quotations and photography are not time well spent. But I'd argue that even if I am, that I'm living a pretty good life. And I think, I think Adams would agree. So here's the quote again, and then I'll spend a few minutes exploring it. Quote, Let us leave a splendid legacy for our children. Let us turn to them and say, This you inherit. Guard it well, for it is far more precious than money. And once destroyed, nature's beauty cannot be repurchased at any price. End quote. This is a quote meant to be preserved. It's meant to be repeatedly referred to, lest we forget that what we do today, we pass on to the future, both the good and the bad. Adams understood that his time, like all of ours, is short, and that we must instill in our own behaviors and practices, ideally codified into law, conservation and preservation efforts for those who come after us. He was and is right. When he died in 1984, the national park system had 48 national parks and many more national monuments, some of which have gone on to become national parks. Today, that number sits at 63, with the most recent being New River Gorge in West Virginia, which was added in 2020. This is a testament to the efforts and diligence of people like Adams, who would doubtlessly be thrilled to know the system has continued to grow since his death. And it's worth noting that these were not guarantees. The areas that we consider protected now as part of the national park system, as either national parks, national forests, national monuments, were not guaranteed to be so. And even recently, within the last few years, there have been efforts to shrink the size of some of them to make certain pieces of land available for urban development, for business. And that would make people like Adams and Thoreau and Muir cringe at the very idea. Because while you can build an iconic tower, you can build an oil rig, you can build a hydroelectric dam anywhere around the world, the places where some people would like to put them are irreplaceable. We talked about this before with the Hoover Dam and the Glen Canyon Dam, which bracket the Grand Canyon. There were many a developer that wanted to put hydroelectric dams inside what we currently know as the National Park of the Grand Canyon. Had that happened, there's no erasing that. Even were the dam to be torn down, the scars would be left forever. So Adams would advocate, and so would Muir and many others, for us to be diligent in our conservation and preservation efforts. Because if we don't, we run the risk of letting things slip away that we will never see again. 
there's a terrible story, and it is about a conservationist whose name escapes me at the moment, talking about the Glen Canyon Dam. And prior to the Glen Canyon Dam being built, this individual had explored that portion of the canyon. Because remember, the portion of the Glen Canyon Dam, the, the Lake Powell, which sits above the Glen Canyon Dam, is was at one point a canyon just like the Grand Canyon. Think of the Grand Canyon, and it extended even further up than it does now, past the Glen Canyon Dam and into where Lake Powell is. So Lake Powell took time to fill. You can imagine it took years to fill Lake Powell, as it, do, as it did with Lake Mead, which sits above the Hoover Dam. And this individual had hiked when that was a canyon, and he remembered the rocks and the trees. And then the dam was built. And when the dam was finished, he watched, and in, in it with a sadness that I can only imagine, as the canyon that he had once hiked began to fill with water, with nothing to stop it and nothing to keep it from filling to its current level and beyond. How sad that must have made him. How difficult it must have been to see that canyon, and even were the canyon to be drained today, no, none of us in our lifetime would escape the scars that that lake would leave on that canyon, even if people attempted to return it to its original state. And that's what Adams is talking about here. That's what Adams tried to convey in his photography. And that's our lesson today. That is, to never lose that sense of awe and wonder, to hold it close to ourselves, and more importantly, to foster it in those that follow behind us. That can be through direct exposure to the outdoors, to the wonders of the world, whether it be going camping or visiting the sights of nature, listening to the sounds of nature, experiencing sunsets and sunrises, and watching shooting stars. It can be through writings like Muir's and others' books which compel us to protect it. Or it can be through photographs like Adam's. No matter how we do it, we must do it. Or that irreplaceable beauty can and will be lost forever. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks as always for listening.